Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Service MVP podcast. And my name is Joe Crisera, America's service coach. And we have with us one of my very special guests that I've probably had in the history of this podcast. Uh, his name is Ryan Shute from the Wizard of Az. Ryan, please say hi to our audience. Hello, everyone. Uh, Ryan is a, a specialist in uh, building cultures and motivating teams and uh, really just kind of, I, I know that the Wizard of Ads is probably synonymous with uh, really premium marketing techniques and funnels and things like that. But, you know, those are all the machines. <laughs> I think Ryan's at a playing at a higher level. And uh, Ryan, could you tell us how you wound up uh, working with Roy Williams and, uh, and being part of this amazing organization? Yeah, look, hey, in, in, in my early days, I uh, I was in the in the military and spent time doing some some pretty interesting things around uh, uh, psyops and reconnaissance and peacekeeping. Was a was a, a sniper in the in the army for a few years until I found uh, uh, greener pastures in the uh, in the world of retail and the opportunities there. Uh, th that took me uh, across the seas uh, over a period of time to uh, to do first furniture. Then I did uh, um, the automotive industry where I was training people all around the world on uh, sales and marketing strategy. Um, my world was really uh, sales operations for the longest time and really how to, how to generate revenue for companies. Um, when I when I met Roy back in 2015 at, at the first class that I had attended at the Wizard Academy in Austin, Texas, I I really had my mind blown. It was it was absolutely astounding at what he was saying and how different it was from what I'd been successful in with lots and lots of transactional strategy and lots of offers and and uh, driving the uh, the leads. Um, I, I'd run a, a incredibly successful lead gen company in the, in uh, Canada for the automotive industry and. Um, doing those those hard working tactical direct response kinds of things was second nature to me and this whole whole thing with the wizard of ads opened my eyes and it really really spoke to me as a as a one much easier way of doing things um easy but not simple it's it's or simple but not easy i guess is the way to to say it it it's it's about speaking to people touching them emotionally and making them feel something about your business and and then evolving that into a sale and th this whole process of making it easier for sellers to sell and buyers to buy goes hand in hand with what wizard of ad stands for as a marketing company all of this came from from working with high ticket items in uh, my whole life and and really understanding kind of the the sale around things like extended warranties and all those other things quite well and as this whole thing evolved it evolved into Understanding that marketing is just is just too important to be left to the marketing department, um, which is exactly what David Packard, the co-founder of, of Hewlett Packard, said um, about his business, and 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 that stepped me into this huge new concept of how we could serve um, clients, our end clients, the, the 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 business owners that are looking to grow their company substantially, and how they can deliver those services and those solutions to their end, end users, their customers. So we, we look at marketing in such a dramatically different way right out of the gate. And, and that has huge positive impacts throughout the entire organization to become more profitable, to drive more leads in a much more natural, organic way, less contrived and forced way, and, and really get people um, seeing the brand 
in a in a in a light that the brand has never stood the 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 stand of time yet they really haven't had the chance to express their brand in this way and that's what our teams do so astoundingly well yeah i think i think what i've seen in all the people that i've worked with um you know some people ask me uh hey is the wizard should i hire the wizard of ads and i'm like well they're gonna set a standard for you that's uh so be ready for something that's going to change in your company that is the culture and uh, people, people living the truth of the, of the, of the vision that the company has, and that's really what I see. I see that the culture kind of lives the vision. The marketing isn't just an empty promise to generate leads. It's something there that uh, it generates uh, employees that want to come work for that brand, uh, customers who want that kind of kind of that kind of peop- those kind of people in their life. And uh, it becomes magnetic. And I tell you what, it sets a very high standard. Truthfully, truly, there is no other business like your company. And truthfully, it's I mean, that's why I'm so honored to have you on with me today. It's like people don't realize, uh, you know, you're a pretty big deal in my book. And I, I look up to you and uh, and your company greatly. And let me just be the first to say before I end this, that thank you for your service. And I'm not, I'm not learning that you were a sniper. I'm not surprised, you know. <laughs> it's like a figures it's like oh that's exactly the kind of mindset the focus when i see him i i, re- I see you ryan focus determination and uh and really uh making sure that you are uh all the, the devils in the details so i definitely appreciate you being here today we're going to talk about the psychology of motivation i know it took a long time to get to that part of it right but uh it's like we could probably just go on about the bi- biography of you but nonetheless, let's go on to do that. The psychology of motivation. Are you willing to discuss that with me today? Yeah, absolutely. This is a fascinating subject that I've spent a lot of time with, and I've heard people, you know, hit the fringes of it in in, in really interesting ways over the over the years. And it, and it goes beyond just the psychology. It's the psychology and the biology, you know. And when when we start to merge these two separate, independent fields of of thought um, together, we start to re- understand how we can motivate our employees, our spouses, our kids, our our customers. And, and it really distills down to a, a few really key things. Everything in this world is oriented around identity. Identity. We're identifying as ourselves, so our self-identity, the identity within our, our very closed group, our, our loved ones, as it were, and then our identity within the greater tribes that we're a part of, be it the, the community, the church, the, the, uh, the larger family unit, the, uh, the, the company that we work for. All of these things end up being these various tribes of which we're trying to meet a certain standard, you know, within our own perspective. It's all very uh, internally driven. Right. And most people think that identity is an external thing, but it's really not. Um, most people try to drive their identity externally and, and, and feed their, their, their soul with external, um, feedback. And that's, you know, something that I've, I've, I've grown to, uh, speak about in the ego and the, and the soul. You know, the ego is, is this transactional character in our lives who, who speaks to us inside ourselves and tries to convince us of all kinds of nonsense. Um, I, I love, of course, you're saying your ego is not your amigo and it is, it is very true. And it's, um, it look, th- this is a, a very prevalent, um, narrative in our lives and to get past the ego is to get past individual thinking. 
And that's really hard to do. Maslow himself, so Abraham Maslow created this hierarchy of needs, and it talks about the physiological basic needs, and then the survival needs, and then it talks about belonging, which is kind of that number three section, then it goes to esteem, and then at the very top, it's self-actualization. Well, when you take that, and then you cross-examine that against things like Jim Collins' books around good to great and the five levels of leadership, around, um, I can't remember the, the author's name, but it's the book uh, Tribal Leadership, and how they break up tribalism, which which is more of a social um, sociology kind of uh, body of, of study, an anthropologic body of study. What, what you start to see as you start pulling these cross sections together is that the two foundations are always kind of this survival mode thinking, this, this transactional hoarding of resources, protecting oneself, defending yourself against the perils of the universe. Back in the old days when we had wars and, 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 uh, and, uh, had to fight for everything, um, th- things were a lot more, um, apparent and obvious but today they're not right the 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 wars we fight are amongst ourselves they're 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 um theoretical wars they're they're conceptual wars on uh what do we believe in you know black or white or red or blue or whatever the case might be and ultimately uh we fight those same battles within our, our various tribes and we're trying this whole time to jockey position right we're trying to jockey to position as customers when we buy that pretty new red car, it makes us feel better inside. We've ranked up in ourselves. We've ranked up with our peers. We've ranked up within the the, the greater community, the Joneses, as it were. Mm-hmm. And that's an external praise, right? So we're creating a position of praise. Um, praise is an external trigger that is designed to move us up within the ranks. And and we're on this constant undulation. So when we really break it down, there's three internal it motivations psychologically speaking there's identity and then there's two things that feed identity purpose and adventure as roy likes to call it now ruth moss Cantor would call that uh meaning membership and mastery right so mm-hmm. everyone has their own terminology ruth moss Cantor did this research in harvard university and it follows the same veins we're just um doing what Roy does best, creating pretty pictures around what it actually is and and being able to tell a story. So identity is who am I, right? Yep. And it's always in relation to something else, right? This is proximity, right? One of the 12 languages of the mind is proximity. How do we fit in relation to others, right? And we are on this constant chase to get to belonging, right where Abraham Maslow says that everyone is trying to clamor to or keep a hold of, not the top section, not self-actualization, not even esteem. They're just trying to get to belonging. And when you do the research and then you cross-reference that research into Jim Collins stuff, holy cow, do you ever see that the whole world lives in belonging or is trying to get to belonging, usually from survivor mode? <laughs> well, you <laughs> right? know, I, I, I completely agree with you that. And, you know, um, you know, and there's the diametrically opposite, which is that I would say one of the most disrespectful things you could do is to not include people that uh, that you're supposed to that you're trying to respect and show admiration for to not include people. I guess but you can almost understand the uh, need to belong to something greater than ourself is uh, is lived out by when you don't include somebody that should be included and they feel that negative feeling there, too. Right. Uh, tell us a little bit more about tell us a little bit more about that part of it. I think that's an awesome uh, narrative about that. How do we 
uh, you know, create a culture that inspires people to want to, that magnetically draws them into this uh, state of like, they really want to belong to it. What, what, are the thing, what are some of the things there that you can, that somebody could do to kind of create that, set the, ta- set the table for that? Well, you know, if if we all agree now, if we just for a moment stack hands and say identity is the number one driver of all motivations, all other motivations become sub-motivations or anti-motivations or demotivations. So an anti-motivation would be fear, shame, and guilt that you impose upon yourself, right? Brene Brown's concepts around fear, <clears throat> shame, and guilt. Now, the, the opposite of that is an external fear, shame, and guilt where somebody has weaponized fear, shame, and guilt. Fear um, of, of, of exclusion, of losing, you know, taking away someone's dignity, um, being disrespectful to them, um, embarrassing them in front of a crowd, um, um, shaming them, you know, calling them out on their numbers, the, the types of things that don't internally motivate me. They may by default, by accident, but you weaponize that. You've turned it into something evil. The flip side of it is, is when I feel fear, shame, and guilt, and Brene Brown speaks about this in great lengths, when somebody internalizes fear, shame, and guilt, they give themselves their own fear, like they shame themselves for not hitting their number, or they, 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 they feel fearful that they're going to lose their job if they don't step up their game. That's okay. And helping an employee get to that, just like a wife or a child or a husband or a or a employee or a friend, the exact same things hold true. The exact same things hold true for customers. When they see that the consequence of, of this choice is not ideal for them versus the consequence of this choice um, is ideal for them, we can now create an environment where the customer, the employee, the child, or the spouse can can make that decision for themselves because we've been more persuasive. So to, to make that, to bring that into uh, an actionable item, what are some of the things that a leader can do to help uh, create that kind of a that tribal, that tribal feeling, like it's something that is, uh, I don't know what, I don't know how you put it, but you feel warm when you're involved with some people and the tribes that you get involved with. And I feel a sense of like, I'm being kind of like shunned or there's neutral. Like I'm not, I'm not, it's really no, no, there's no emotional feeling to it. Just, I'm just there. Uh, if I go to certain events and things like that, you know, so when you asked me about going to different events you did before we had this meeting, it's like some meetings I feel like, man, I feel like I am just uh, honored to be here because it just, uh, I feel like I'm, I've been drawn into the tribe in a way, right? And other events are like, uh, just uh, kind of like a floating piece out there. <laughs> not, yeah. not really there. And so, some I downright, I felt downright disrespected in a way because it's like, oh man, you would think that after I paid the money to come here, they would, uh, you know, treat me a little bit more kind with whatever things I knew there. What are some of the actual items you can do to foster that kind of a uh, environment there? You think, uh, could, you, could you give us any golden nuggets there, Ryan? Absolutely. There's two big things here. One is we're t- now talking about the biology of motivation. The biology of motivation is this, the simplest distilled version of this. One, the things that make you feel good initially, the little lifts that you're getting, those are all dopamine. Everything's dopamine, right? A business owner starting a new business, like dopamine. Yeah. That that rush that you get when you're jumping out of an airplane, dopamine. Um, you know, all of these things that you, new day on the job, you close a sale, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Mm-hmm. 
the the thing that you got to do if you want your guys to stick around, feel appreciated and 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 be with you long term are to wane them off of the the dopamine and move them into a series of chemicals called the H&N chemicals. These are the here and now chemicals. <clears throat> okay. Those include serotonin, oxytocin, endocannabinoids, even testosterone is included in this this cocktail of bonding chemicals. These are the things where you get loyalty, love, um, bonding, right? Bonding happens in adverse moments. When you are saving the day for a customer, that's a bonding moment. Leverage the bonding part, not the dopamine part. When you start to figure out what those chemical differences are and how you can trigger oxytocin and serotonin and endocannabinoids, now you're starting to make a person feel long-term love for you, allegiance, commitment. This comes from three very strategic things as a leader. And now I'm not talking about leader because you're the boss. I'm talking about leader as you thinking more critically than other human beings who are uh, merely existing in this life. And it's three major components. This is deeply researched. It breaks down into empathy, competence, and convenience. Now, this is true for customers as much as it is employees, as much as it is uh, your your little boy at home or your wife it's uh, or husband. What we're talking about here is the empathy that we're able to display. How do we do that? By, by connecting with the other person, by asking them questions, by breaking the ice, by stirring up conversation, by paying attention to them, by giving them genuine praise, not disingenuous praise. Mm-hmm bonding, connecting, right? The second thing is competence. Being competent at your job as a leader, being competent at your job as an as a technician, as a CSR, uh, being competent as a dad or as a husband, right? All of these things, these things that we can show by addressing the person who is your audience's uh, situation. So their feelings, right? So my wife feels very strongly about whether or not I'm really good at doing the dishes or not. And I can demonstrate my competence by just having the dishes done or putting the folded uh, laundry away. She doesn't mind folding them. She doesn't want to put it away, but I can be a good husband and show my competence. Not only that, my empathy by just doing those two little, that, that one little thing, right? I can, I can show it by understanding the environment. So I see that these things are laying out. I can notice that and put it away. And then the solution itself, the the best thing you can do to put away your laundry is just to put it away and then it's away. And then you, you can go find your stuff when you need it. This is competence, right? And then the third one is convenience. Now, convenience is a, a broad term. Convenience is is really about the convenience we can deliver to our spouses, to our, our customers, to our employees. Am I making it hard to work for me? Right? One of the things that you do so brilliantly well, Joe, is is talk about the options and, and reviewing those three to five options, six options, whatever the case might be, depending on the situation, and making it a nice, tidy package so that you're curating a story of product and protection of price and of payment that allows the customer to logically see where the story is going and then logically see how much or little it can cost for the various different options. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about how do we build a better solution for our employees, for our our families, for our, for our, um, our businesses. Well, for our customers, in fact, we do that 
by just stepping into it and figuring out how can I make it more convenient for them? Convenient on their money, their energy, and their time. Their energy, the frustration, anxiety, and stress. How can I alleviate that? Get them back to that positive resonance. How can I save them time? How can I take that burden off of them and just make it effortless? How can I do it in a way that has them understand, hey, I actually did something meaningful them of value. These are the building blocks of trust and worth. We do that right. We hold value. Well, Ryan, uh, I I am just blown away as I always am every time. And, you know, I'm always left a conversation with you or watching your TikTok videos or uh, every time I meet with you or read a post on Facebook, uh, knowing I need more of you in my life. So definitely I am always left with that uh, thought. And I hope that, uh, you know, I want to be part, I, I want to be part of the tribe too. I want to be, I want to be internally. My intrinsic motivation is to uh, definitely have more of you and what you bring uh, into my life. And I hope everybody here gets a sense that uh, Ryan, uh, they always say a good part podcast starts on time, but a great one ends on time. Unfortunately, we're a little too late for that, but that's okay. We always have extended uh, time for, for amazing guests like yourself. Uh, can you tell people how they can uh, have more of you in their life and how they can get uh, guidance like this from people like you, the quality of person like you? Yeah, you bet. Listen, we, we created a subsite for the Wizard of Ads called wizardofads.contractors. So instead of .com, it's .contractors, specifically dialed in and, and uh, tuned in specifically to home service providers, residential home service providers, and all of the, the main categories. The selling strategies, the marketing strategies all fit into the same category in that model. You can reach me at uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm at Wizard of Sales, uh, at sign, Wizard of Sales, all one word. Um, you'll find me in pretty much all of those platforms, and, and I'm uh, our model is 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 very much share everything. Um, you can pay me for implementation. Um, we're we're more than happy to be generous and and uh, and kind with our time and and our and our insights uh, as we have them. We really want everyone to succeed in this business. Got a lot of really really great people who uh, who have great attitudes and 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 a disposition for success. Well, thank you so much for. Uh... Uh, this giving giving that information and being so generous with uh, giving. I will say everybody here who listens to this podcast, uh, really, there's there's things that the universe sometimes gives us gifts. And Ryan and his team and what he provides and one of those gifts that is out there for us if we just take the time to listen to it. Ryan, thank you so much for giving us the convenience of you being here to uh, make this convenient for other people to listen to. I really appreciate that. Hey, thanks, Joe. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. I'm